Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I am one of your hosts, Sandra Peoples. This is episode 77, and today we're talking about putting everything on autopilot. We talk a lot about decision fatigue on the podcast and in our Facebook group, so we know that eliminating the number of decisions we make is helpful in making life go smoother for our families. But there are seasons and reasons when you need to take that up a notch, when you need as many decisions and routines as possible to be on autopilot. Maybe it's a busy season at work. Maybe someone in the family is having an extended hospital stay. Maybe it's an especially busy holiday season with the kids out of school. There are lots of reasons when just doing the next thing is all you have energy to do. So let's talk about how to set ourselves up for that kind of season so we can still care for our families and abide in Christ. Before we jump in, I want you to be the first to hear some exciting news. The One Word Conference is happening again starting December 27th. Last year, I invited 20 friends to share the one word that they wanted to focus on in 2021. This year, many of them are back again, along with some new friends to share what God has laid on their hearts for 2022. You'll be hearing more about how to get unlimited lifetime access to this online conference very soon. Now, let's jump back into our topic today. Let me first share what the inspiration is for this episode. I am applying to go back to school to get a PhD. I wasn't sure that I wanted to share that with very many people because I may not get in. (laughs) But I'll tell you, since it's the reason so much needs to go on autopilot around here. So between now and the end of February, that's when uh, the application process ends. In addition to celebrating Thanksgiving, Christmas, Lee's birthday, both of my parents turning 70, I'll also be planning the One Word Conference I just mentioned. I'll be planning the All Access Conference in February, which is a conference for disability ministry leaders that will be at my church. I'll be co-hosting this podcast, doing my job for the state convention, taking a quick trip to Colorado Springs and at least one trip up to Dallas, teaching my disability ministry cohort, hosting my in-laws for a long weekend for Christmas, serving my church as the disability ministry leader and the women's ministry leader, and doing all of my wife and mom duties. And for the PhD application process, I'll need to take the GRE, write a 15 to 20 page paper, and read from a list of books to prepare for that entrance exam and interview. It is a lot. Like, I know we all have a lot on our plates this week, but but just writing it out (laughs) feels kind of stressful. It's a lot of really good things, but still a lot of things. So I need things at home to run smoothly, as smoothly as possible, so I can give my attention to things that are going to require a lot of brain power, especially considering that James will be out of school the week of Thanksgiving and two weeks for Christmas. So I have five things I'm going to do to kind of set more things on autopilot. And a lot of these things we've talked about before. So, but I'm just going to tell you, either I have fallen away from the habits of them or they need to be taken up a notch. And so let's talk through these five things. And hopefully uh, some of them will resonate with you and you can apply them to make your life go even smoother during this busy season as well. 
So the first one, get back into a good meal planning routine and make the meals simple. Uh, I can't remember if I've mentioned my husband's new diet restrictions due to really bad reflux. He can't eat fried foods or beef or pork or too much sugar or tomatoes or onions or drink caffeine or eat like chocolate with caffeine in it. It reminds me of that book. James loves the book, uh, the Charlie and Lola book where she won't, I will never eat a tomato. <laughs> That's what it feels like when I go through all this list of things that Lee can't eat. So as you can imagine, that has changed our meals around here. And I haven't done a very good job of planning ahead since cooking feels harder. Like my, the recipes that usually work for us aren't working anymore. So because cooking feels harder, making a plan for our meals isn't as fun. But then that makes mealtime even harder. So I need to get back in the routine, especially with the holidays ahead and James being out of school. Because, of course, that means he'll be eating lunch at home and uh, many more snacks. So that's number one. Number two, create and stick to a cleaning routine. Now, we have natural rhythms for this in our house, but I'd feel better if it were more solid so, like, I didn't have to look at the toilet each day and decide if it's dirty enough to clean. I'm just going to decide every Friday it's dirty enough and get it done. Laundry will happen on Fridays. Sheets and towels will still get washed on Tuesdays. Plants will get watered on Thursdays. And even more tasks will be assigned to days so they get done. Now, that doesn't mean I have to be the one to get them all done. I figure if I write out everything that needs to be done on the days it needs to be done, then it's much easier for me to say, hey, it's Wednesday, and on Wednesdays we do this. We take the trash out, or we uh, vacuum this room. And that way, it's not me telling everybody that we're doing it. It's the schedule telling everybody that we're doing it. And then it's easier to ask for help to say, hey, I'm, I, I'm overloaded today. I've got to do this. And so I need you to do this instead of me just putting it off to another day and that day's load feeling even harder. So I'm going to make a better cleaning routine for all of the things that we do around the house. Number three. Make decisions about the holidays now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down. I'm going to think about all the questions, all the things related to the holidays that I have to do. And I'm just going to go ahead and make a decision about that. So questions like, when am I going to put up the Christmas tree and decorate the house? When am I going to go to Trader Joe's for my favorite cookies? What day am I going to give gifts to James's teachers and his bus drivers? What is my deadline for ordering everybody's gifts? I'm going to sit down and decide it all. Then I don't have to think about it again. I just have to make it all happen. Number four, I'm going to create an in case of emergency info sheet for Lee and for my parents. So this week on Monday, I got a call from James's teacher that he needed to be picked up. He was uh, crying and screaming and he just kind of was unconsolable, even though he didn't seem sick. He didn't have a fever, nothing like that. But when she called, I was on my way to take David, my older son, to his homeschool co-op. So I had to drop David off at the church where my husband works so that he could take him to co-op and then I could turn around and go to James's school and pick him up. But I had to text Lee the address for David's co-op. Like he's been there before, but it's in another town and it's a little bit hard to remember. 
And if James had been sick, my parents would have picked up David and brought him home for me, but I would have needed to remind them of the time and the place. So I'm going to type out all of that info, info about James's school, his routine, what medicines he takes, when he takes them, contact info, like when I pay David's <laughs> tuition for his co-op, all of those little things that the information lives in my head, but doesn't live <laughs> anywhere else. So that if somebody has to take over for any reason, they can look at this info sheet and make life goes smoother if there's a, some kind of an emergency. So I'll print one out for Lee, print one out for my parents, uh, and just have all the information on there that they would need to kind of step in to what a normal week looks like around here with the boys' routines. Okay, and then number five, I am going to stick to my ideal week routine when I can. Now, we talked about this way back in episode seven, and I, I refer to it a lot because it is one of the most helpful things that I have done. An ideal week is a grid that you fill out with slots for everything you need to get done. Then, as much as possible, you stick to it. <laughs> for example, on Tuesday mornings, I record this podcast. It's on my schedule for 9.30 when I record with Lauren, and when it's a solo episode like this one, I still do it at the same time. That way I can send a file to my assistant Christy and she has time to work all her magic before it releases on Thursday morning. I also stop my workday at three o'clock so I have time to read for my PhD studies. I normally like to read at night, but this isn't the kind of material that sticks in my brain when I'm tired. So part of my weekly routine, my ideal week, is to shut everything down at three and read until it's time to get ready for James to get home from school and shift into evening mode. Doing things when it's the best time to do them is helpful when everything feels like a lot. And so I'm going to review that ideal week and stick to it as much as I can. Okay, so that is my plan. Let me go back over the five things I'm going to do. Get back in a good meal planning routine. <laughs> Create and stick to a cleaning routine. Make decisions about the holidays now. Create an in case of emergency info sheet for Lee or for my parents. And stick to my ideal week routine as much as possible. Essentially, I'm going to get back to routines that work well and take them up a notch. I'm going to make decisions once and then stop deciding. Essentially, I'm going to put even more things on autopilot. Actually, it feels pretty good just to talk through all of this with you, and it makes me excited to make it happen. And hopefully, the routines I put into place while I'm applying for the PhD program can stay in place and help things go smoothly if I get into the program and still need to keep these things on autopilot. So thank you so much for listening today, friends. I'm going to close us in prayer like we do to end each episode. God, thank you for so many gifts, for a family to care for, a home to maintain, and opportunities to bless others. Sometimes it feels like we can't do everything we need to do. We eliminate as much as we can, and yet there's still so much to juggle. We ask today for wisdom as we make decisions that will help life go smoother for us and our families. We want to be good stewards of all you have blessed us with, and being good time and home managers is one way we can be good stewards. 
Help us to abide in you this busy holiday season. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, are y'all ready to tackle what's ahead in the coming months with me? We can encourage each other even more in the Abiding Caregivers Facebook group. So make sure you've joined there so we can learn from each other. And we will meet you back here next week with an episode from me and Lauren together. Until then, know that we are praying for you and are so thankful that you are part of this community.